The shop is open. This is the Talk About RC podcast, where we talk about RC racing, crawling, bashing, building, and dad stuff. Get back to work and listen, amigo. I'm your host, Pablo Guerrero. All right, amigos, so it is so nice to be back to normal. I hope this episode gives you some good insight, and I hope it gets you excited to get out in RC. I'm going to skip the news for this episode. There's some cool stuff out there, but I don't think that there's enough out there. Um, I don't know that it's going to be groundbreaking for you to, to hear some of the news or not that's out there. So um, that being said, you know what you can do that could really help out. Um, what you can do is you can share this with your friends. You don't have to like it on any of the things. You don't have to leave a comment. It would be nice for all that, but just share it. Um, it'd be really good to get some uh, more ears uh, in line, in my target, in my crosshairs, so that they can hear this uh, this great one or this uh, podcast. So we got a we do. What I was gonna say is we got a great one in store for next week. We've got some a guest lined up. We've got um, we're going back to the conspiracies. We're going back out of our lead lined basement. I'm excited for that. It's been a little busy lately, so I haven't had a lot of time to prep. And the conspiracy stuff is a lot of show prep. Same with the news. It's quite a bit of show prep. So um, we're going down that rabbit hole. I'm excited for it. Uh, What else do we got coming up? We're going to talk about some of the cars that I drove. We drove the uh, Apex 2 Datsun 620. Wow. I am that thing. That's fun. So it's fun on I had it set up for normal on-road with the rubber tires and I set it up for drift and it is so much fun and it looks good. Oh, it looks so good. I'm really pumped too cuz I got a bunch of uh videos uh locked and loaded. I spent a uh, you know good half of a day editing videos and getting things ready. Look for the podcast on YouTube. That's going to be uh, my last 3 episodes are being uploaded over the next week, I think. They're, they're ready to go. Um, I just have, I don't know if I'm going to blast them all out in one day or if I'm going to kind of pepper them in once a week or however that works. I don't know. We'll see how that works out. But um, I'm excited for that to happen. I'm excited. I don't know if you guys are ready. But the next time we talk, well, not quite, but almost. The next time we talk, most kids will be back in school. What does that mean for your schedule? Does that free up more RC time? Does it not make a difference? Does it just suck because all of a sudden the traffic gets terrible where you're at? Um, let me know. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it because I think it's going to bring a lot more structure to my days and I'm going to be able to get a lot more done. I'm under the, under the gun again when it comes to work. I've got three projects that I have to get done ASAP. But I'm also... We're getting back on the wagon. After tonight, no more fast food. No more pop. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to commit to myself to getting out on our little trail system here 
at least once a week before work. I'd like to put in maybe three miles a week. It'd be nice if I could do a few more than that, but I'm setting the bar low. That way I can get some, some in and, and, uh, I need to get back on the trail, man. I need to do some crawling. Um, I'm excited to crawl with my Phoenix. I haven't done much crawling with that. I'm going to get the Lazarus back out, get the Bush, uh, the Bisho bug back out, the Utron, get the kids, uh, um, night runner out there. And I think I'm going to revive a couple RCs. We have, we have a gen eight that used to be my daughter's. I think it's time to revive that. So I'm going to put the gen eight back together. I got to order up some servos. Um, I might have a servo review for you guys, uh, in the future. Um, but yeah, I'm going to fire up a gen eight again, see if I can get that thing on the road. And then I also have a charisma, I don't know what the name of the charisma is. That's an old one. My daughter got it for my wife a few years ago because she was really into building kits. So she built this kit for my wife. Very awesome. But it's kind of been jettisoned. Um, and I have a really cool Jeep. Uh, what is it? I guess it's a Cherokee 3D printed body that I have for it. So I think I'm going to try to throw together a quick... Uh, XO cage for it and then I'll start trailing that back to normal and back to interruptions I need to remember to set my phone when I'm recording on my phone to do not disturb while I'm taking these uh, podcast submissions okay so as I was saying that charisma has a sweet body It'd be nice to get that thing back on the road. Um, And then kind of going back to what this episode was about, kind of changing it up a little bit. I have a few other rigs that are in the works that I'll be able to take out there also. But it'll be nice to switch it up a little bit. I'm excited too. I'm going to have some pretty good updates after next week for the SCX6 project. We have just been piled on and piled on with work and stuff like that but finally got some materials going all that kind of stuff so i'm excited about that so amigos thanks again for listening thanks again for sharing this with your homies and hopefully your week is awesome Um, hopefully you get to do some rcn if you hear this before the week or if you hear it before the weekend i hope you get to do some cool rcn on the weekend i hope you get to figure out some time to do it during the week if it's building, that makes you happy. If it's out trailing, if it's just playing in the backyard, whatever it is that makes you happy, I hope you get to it. Until next week, amigos, enjoy the podcast. So it just hit me. I was like, why have I not gone out like I used to to go and crawl like I used to? And I think it's because I'm kind of tired of the same old close location stuff. And I've done, you know, we do a lot of hikes and we do a lot of these trail things. So it's like, maybe I need to figure out something new. I don't know. So that opens, that's like a huge question, right? So Right now, you might hear some clicking. I'm sitting at the desk real quick, just taking a break, and uh, 
we're on the mend. We're we're feeling better uh, as a household. We all kind of we ended up all getting sick, and it was brutal. So now we're coming out of it. So <clears throat> now I'm I was sitting here thinking like I need I need a fix. I need a quick fix of what I you know I need to get out on the trail or something like that. Um, I'm not healthy enough to do that yet. I could definitely feel it in my chest and you know. Still have a cough, so hopefully I'm not coughing as much on this talk. But I started thinking about, you know, I like like I, we have a local trail system, which is awesome. But I'm starting to get to that point where it's like it's not very exciting anymore. And I think that that's one of those things that I'm wondering, you know, how do other people do it? Because I know for me, I'm very lucky that I have places all over the place that I could go and crawl and some that I can explore and and, you know the hard thing about exploring sometimes when you go and crawl is that you run into ones that you're like well that sucked like it was just a bunch of like for instance I'll go down to a river and want to go crawl down there and think that you know I'll find some cool little jetties or whatever and um, it ends up not being that cool and it ends up being like just a bunch of river rock and it's like well that's not very exciting video or not very exciting uh terrain or anything like that so you know sometimes you have to kind of look at it that way and kind of be like okay well chalk that up to knowing that that's not a very good thing you know not a very good location but we'll we'll shoot for something else next time or sometimes what it is is that we you know we'll shoot for another what's it called like a another type of terrain or whatnot so I started thinking about it and I started thinking well you know what what am I looking for because the stuff that's near me right now I have done a ton of (laughs) like I mean literally I have done so so many times I have done the trails nearby um and I feel a cough coming I feel it coming I'll pop a cough drop in before I start coughing but then you'll have to hear the clacking of it in my teeth but it's a small price to pay anyhow okay so the we have a lot of places nearby but they're also kind of like a uh, what's the word it's it's kind of you have to commit to it so you have to commit to, I'm going to drive 40 minutes away, 45 minutes away, to go and, and make this hit. So what's cool about that is that, you know, if you have the time to do it, it works well. I don't like to rush too much. Um, and sometimes, you know, I realize that I don't really like just going to the one little spot that I get to crawl a lot and then hop back in the car. I like doing the, the trail stuff. So... You know, the trail stuff for me, it's like, it's a six hour commitment um, because we're we're hiking in quite a ways and we're trailing and, you know, finding the cool spots to trail while we're hiking, all that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a little bit more of a commitment. I would say these little short ones that I have nearby, it's like a 50-50, like you, you have to hike in probably 50, like half the way and then you get some good trailing and then you have to hike the way, way back. And... They're short. They're probably, you know, two or three mile little walks. To some people, that might sound like a long ways. And 
to us, that's just not very far. It's, you know, a couple hours and we're good. But, you know, I've seen the terrain over and over and over again. And so you start to wonder, okay, so how, how do I freshen this up? And I think that's kind of where we get into that, that kind of like, uh, we set our sights on building different types of trail cars. So some of them, you know, might be like my son's uh, element. It's just a straight axle element, but it's the night runner body. And that's more of a scale looking vehicle. I, I wouldn't say it's like really hyper scale or anything like that, but the handles more scale. It's not the IFS version, it's a straight axle one. So it has different characteristics. Uh, my Lazarus truck, same thing. Like, I don't mind taking that on long trail hikes, but it's like, it's really heavy and it's loud. The fan on it is so loud. I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's why it's so loud. I think it's just the way that since I put a floor in it, it, the sound just reverbs around the whole body and it's, it's just, it's kind of a loud truck to drive, um, but it's a lot of fun. And then now we have the Utron and we have the Phoenix. The Phoenix is fun too. The thing about the Phoenix is I don't have all the servos in on it, which isn't bad, but it's also kind of like, I just changed the shocks on it though too. So I haven't driven it with the new shocks. I drove it with the first set of shocks that came with the kit and they were blown out. Uh, It was the first version and they, just didn't do the the rig justice the new shocks I put on it were I think they're probably a little tall maybe I don't know it seems like it's sitting a little taller than it should um, I like low slung trucks so I'll have to play around with it a little bit more but uh, I, overall I think I think it'll do well but that one's also kind of loud it's funny because the trail trucks you know I, I think I think metal all metal gears are might be a little overrated for just trailing. Um, Element has a Stealth X transmission and when that's all plastic gears, it is so quiet. It is so quiet, you barely hear it. I mean, you hear the the universals up front, but aside from that, it's so quiet. And I like that when I'm trailing because I don't want to be too obnoxious to other people and to the environment and stuff like that. I'm not a hippie wise, but I just mean it just, you know, it's a little distracting. Um, so then we have those two trucks and then I feel like I'm missing another one. That we, oh, I have the little, the Bisho bug. And I think that's all I have together right now. And they all have different characteristics, which is awesome. And so what's nice is that I could take them out and do the same trail and they act react and react differently all that kind of a thing the thing that I wonder sometimes is that I like doing that and it's kind of like a it's kind of like lifting weights right so you're seeing the same terrain you're seeing the same trail you're seeing the same lines but you're out there doing it and you're doing it with a different weight set right so maybe you're doing a 10 rep day versus a six rep day um, not going so heavy or whatnot um, but then I wonder you know is it does it seem like to you guys like it's always the same terrain? Uh, you guys might not even know or not even notice it's the same terrain. But like my goal is I'd really like to start getting out earlier and before the sun starts to... So we're, we're reaching fall. It's a transition time. And I'm worried that the sun's going to start coming up later. 
and I don't want that to happen. And so what I want to do is I want to start getting out earlier before work and hitting these short ones, getting a couple three miles in and, you know, having content and video and just getting that. I love doing that walk early in the morning. So I might start doing that. So some of the, the footage might get redundant, but then I'm also going to have, you know, some different vehicles to look at while doing that. Um, but I, I think I need it. I feel for some reason like I'm like just lethargic lately. And uh, even though we've been really busy, maybe the sickness got to me, but uh, I just feel like, you know, I need to do that. But, you know, what are the, see, I wanted to give, you know, a couple different ideas. Let's say three ideas that will help break up the monotony. Because I think some people don't have the same advantage of driving a different, you know, going all these different directions and finding all the cool different rocks and trails and stuff like that. So number one, I think obviously this is why you need more than one car, uh, more than one truck. Uh, if, if you don't do that, if you don't do it that way, then maybe, you know, find a different, find the trail and maybe run it backwards or set up obstacles. Um, you know, uh, if you have a 3d printer, 3d print out some cones or bring your own cones out to set up gates and whatnot, and just try th changing things up a little bit. Um, number two, don't be don't be shy of, of the weather. So weather can make the course totally different and totally more fun. Um, you know, if it's uh, snow or if it's been raining and it's wet out, don't be scared to go out and get your car dirty. Just, you know, go out there and have some fun with it and you'll be able to maybe get caught in a little mud trap and have to winch out or the rocks will be more slippery or the trail gets kind of eaten away or, or whatnot. So there's a lot of different things like that that I think the weather makes a huge difference. I love going places when the weather is, you know, maybe a little bit more wet. You get to see more kind of runoff, uh, little waterfalls, that kind of thing. Um, so try that because and, and also season changes a lot so you know right now the weather's the weather's starting to change a little bit out here it's still warm and I think we still have a warm kind of stint coming but you know I would I would say try the places in different types of weather and I think you'll be really surprised with how uh, nice it can be and how different it can be because like for instance, if you go out in um, the spring, it'll be more wet. But then if you go out in, say, the summer, obviously it's gonna be more dry. You might get more sandy areas, um, that kind of thing. But then the one I, I really like is the fall. When you get to walk out in the fall and it's a nice cool morning, uh, September, October, and you get out there, it's a cool morning, you get the fog settling, trees have changed colors, all that kind of stuff. Then it is just, it's a whole different environment. It's a whole different stimulus. You know, you get, I, I love that type of year going out there. Um, it can be challenging because it can get chilly and things like that, but I still think it's a lot of fun. Um, three, I would say, uh, you, you know, driving style can change. Uh, you know, if you find different areas that, like we have an area that's a little a rock quarry, that's about three quarters of a mile of a hike. And 
you know, you can go slow and do creepy crawly stuff and like come through the trees and do that kind of thing. Or if you kind of just set a, if you set it up where you take a little bit of time while you're there and you prep the surface that you're at, and I just mean prep like move some rocks, right? You might be able to set up a little circuit and play around. Now, I caution you if you're going to do anything like that where you're going to go a little fast or do, you know, push your car to a little bit more of a rock bouncer kind of a thing. Um, make sure you bring the parts that you're going to break because you're going to break apart and you're going to be three quarters of a mile away from your car and you're going to say, darn, I wish I had that part right now because, you know, I'm broken and now I have to walk all the way, you know, either that or, or have your, make sure to have your, uh, your backpack or something that you can carry your, your car out with. Um, that's also super important, but I think those are some, some tips that you can really do. Uh, you know, leave me a comment, uh, uh, somewhere, Instagram, YouTube, uh, or here, Spotify, Apple, uh, leave me a comment on what you think. Like, what do you, what do you think is a good, uh, way to kind of break it up? And I guess I would, I'll give you number, I'll give you four. And so the fourth one is just suck it up and drive away. You know, so the fourth one is drive somewhere where it's different and go explore. Um, you know, if you have an idea of where, you know, it starts getting to places where you can get more rocks, drive to the extreme length that you're willing to go and work your way back if you have the time. So if you know you've got spots that are, you know, 13, 30 minutes, 45 minutes out, maybe go 45 minutes out, find that spot play and if it's not that cool come back to your 30 minute spot play and then then you get two spots in um that really helps out the other thing that can really help out that's really like a really small change to your rig is change the tire package if you change your tire package and you go from something like a big 475 to like a class one tire that's totally going to change the way your car uh, your truck you know, reacts and handles and does all that kind of a thing. Um, you know, it, it, it can really, it can change it up. And then I guess let's go five. Let's just do five just for fun. Um, so five is kind of my scenario. Uh, five, we have the do it yourself. So the do it yourself is, this is a tough one. So a couple years ago when we were all at home, Actually, before we were all at home, it was more that I was too busy and I, did, couldn't, I didn't understand how to get out and play. And I didn't know all the venues and I was kind of getting back into it and all that kind of stuff. So we actually built a track and a little crawler course before we were all stuck at home. Once we were all stuck at home, then I already had a fantastic base and the fantastic base was so much fun that I could sit there and crawl. Now, the problem is I started developing these vehicles that, uh, and, and I started developing vehicles that were way more capable, number one. And then number two, I started developing, like, I've gone out and hiked and did all that kind of stuff and with the vehicles and realized it was a lot more fun to kind of stretch the legs a little bit more. Um, what's cool about the making it at home, if you have someone that you could challenge, 
So say you have, say, you know, back it up and say you have 24 scale stuff. If you have someone that you could challenge with 24 scale stuff at home, then that's a whole other level of, you know, now it's, it turns into a card game. And I think that's the way I look at, you know, the little comp stuff is, I mean little comp stuff, I mean like between friend kind of thing. And for me, it's between me and my son. Um, that is more of a card game and then we'll play through and, you know, um, we actually played a game. So that's like number six, number six. So number five was do it yourself, make your own course, have fun in your backyard. Um, hopefully your wife doesn't kill you. My wife has been super understanding. Thank you for that. Um, but number six would be, what was I going with that? I, I lost it. I lost it. Oh, create a game. So here's an awesome game that you can play that is everyone knows how to play already. Everyone knows how to play a pig. Everyone knows how to play horse when it comes to like basketball, right? Well, what I do with my kid is that if we're out on a trail that we've done before, we play follow the leader. But what we do is we play cars. We, we call it cars or we'll do Jeep or whatever we want to do. Um, so say, say he's leading and he does a line and then I go to do the line and I get stuck and I can't make the line without, you know, hand of God or I can't make the line without winching or whatever. I get a letter. So he goes through clear. I come through. I get stuck. If we're playing Jeep, then I get a J. Then the next one, he goes through and he can't make the line. And then I get to pick a line and then he, you know, can't do my line. Then he gets a J. So we go through and then that, that one extends your trail. <coughs> Excuse me. And you get to look at all these different lines that you might not have looked at before and really like trying it. And I can guarantee you're going to hit lines that is your letter and you're not going to be able to make it. So it's just going to continue that trail and, and stretch it out. So uh, that's a that's a really fun one. That's one that we do a lot that really breaks it up. So like I said before, let me know your tips and tricks. I These are six that I really think can help break it up when you're out there on the trail. You know, don't forget to bring your tools, your water, your extra battery, all that kind of stuff and have fun. Take pictures, right? That's what we do. We take pictures of our cars doing this and we, we take little videos. I think I'm going to start doing, I wanted to do that at the beginning of the summer and the summer flew by. So now that we're kind of, I don't know if I'm going to have time to do it much unless I do it all by myself, which is going to be kind of weird because I'm going to talk to myself doing it. But uh, I'd like to do the, you know, the story base from A to B, that kind of thing. And maybe, maybe we'll do it. There's some cool, cool spots that I've, that I still have out there. There's some spots that I haven't done in a long time that would push me to go a little bit further uh, with a crawler, which would be fun. So uh, look forward to some of that and more trail amp video. And maybe I'll bring out some cones and set up some some little uh, gates and see how I can do that with. So, all right, guys, on to the next one. Do you have tiny hands? Do you insist on working on small things? 
Head over to ccxrc.com to get all your 124 scale needs. If you want to make your 124 scale weigh as much as your 10 scale, he's got you covered. They also have electronics too. Try the Mighty Chihuahua or the Baby Goliath and make your 124 scale a Mighty Mouse. Use code RCAMIGOS at checkout for a 5% discount and keep listening for specials. CCXRC.com and don't forget to tell them in the messages that you're going to shoot them in the baby maker with a BB gun. Tell them Pablo sent you. All right, so this might be, well, this is going to start off as a small rant and then we're going to go into more fun stuff. So I live in an area that is very close to a, like a state fair and my commute to work from my house is maybe three minutes that's driving <laughs> it's legit one mile <coughs> excuse me legit one mile uh oh I feel cough a cough attack coming hold on <coughs> hopefully that was a little better I covered the mic that time um, anyways it's legit one mile it's uh, three minutes, and this time of year we have a state fair. And I always complain about it because it congests the whole area and it makes my commute like mm, five to seven minutes. And I have to remember it's not that big of a deal. Just calm down because my five to seven commute five to seven minute commute once a day. Some people have bigger problems than that. So. <laughs> but but what drives me crazy is that my shop is on like a, a side road. <clears throat> a side road that's not supposed to be driven on for, for the fair. And yet it gets very congested and it makes it hard to turn out, turn out. So it is what it is. The fair is awesome. I think it's fun. We'll probably go next week. We're still all getting over our sickness. The whole house is sick now. So as I pop another cough drop, <clears throat> sponsored by Halls. Just kidding. Anyways, getting on into the new stuff. So, okay. What's up with this rally invasion? I love it. I need to get myself a real, like a four-wheel drive rally car. I have the DK10, which is a lot of fun. The DK10 is a two-wheel drive, uh, short course style setup, uh, 2S. You can run 3S on it, but it's 3S is a little mm, unforgiving, I would say. The 2S is definitely much easier to drive um, <clears throat> and, you know, more predictable. Uh, but I love this rally stuff that's happening. And I'm, I'm wondering how people plan on using it. Because there's been 
HPI came out with a rally car. Charisma came out with a rally car. Sen came out with a rally car. Um, uh, Team Associated have a rally car. <coughs> Ooh, the talking is getting to me right now. Anyways, Team Associated has a rally car. Obviously, um, Tamaya has a uh, has a rally car. Those are the kind of the smaller tenth scale ones. Um, I like the tenth scale because of how to set it up, and I'll tell you that in a second. The the bigger eight scale ones, they look rad. They look really really cool. Um, but I think you need a little bit more space, and that might be a little bit challenging. So my question is, is how how would you set up to play with your rally car? I mean, uh, you know, it, it, they're not really they're meant to go on the drive, you know, on like the parking lot and stuff like that. But mm, I think they're meant for a little bit more. I personally think so. I've seen them before. Uh, O Canada RC, shout out to Jeff. They did a rally, I think it was called the GTA Cup. Uh, I think that was their rally section, and it looked rad. Like they had, they basically had, I don't know if it was a loop or if it was just like a stage, meaning stage start to end, finish, one, one, one linear run, not a loop like a lap. Um, so those looked awesome and basically what they did is they set up a you know they set up a track and they had the guys would run behind them trot behind them as they carved through all these different like uh courses now i think that would be fun i i I wonder if that you could you know do that but pick a point where the driver's stationary kind of like on a driver's stand and goes from there um i think that would be fun too it, it's interesting because I think there's a lot of different ways that you could handle it. Um, me personally, I, I'm i torn on the way that I want to do it, uh, but I don't know if it would be okay or not. So the way I would want to do it is I would want to set up a little track like that at a baseball field. And the baseball field would have, you know, because the dirt is kind of like a low pile dirt. It's loose enough where the car could get totally sideways, but it could also, you know, you could carve the corners better. Um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for fun there. I think also doing it on a trail would be a lot of fun. There's a little loop circuit kind of trail that I have near our place that I think would be a ton of fun to do it on and the thing is you'd have to backpack your rally car into that area but I still think that would be a blast and then you kind of trot around it and set up you know you'd probably want to bring maybe a little trowel or something like that just to kind of clean up some areas and you'd probably have to spend a good 20 minutes kind of grooming the area for it but I think it would be a lot of fun um now you know especially if you got to put a couple guys together to do it together and to you know time your course all that kind of stuff but you know having setting up little jumps setting up berms all that kind of thing i think that's what that i think it's more meant for rally cross the rc version of it um 
versus just a straight stage rally because the rally part I think is it's also one of those tough ones where it's hard to document it and to make it look super cool because it's scale Um, but I think that if you could that would look really cool and I think that the secret to that is probably uh, setting up like if you did set one you know if you did set it where you were in one spot on a driver's stand or a driver's circle and you would drive the the course you would set up multiple cameras on the course so that you would get the car coming around a corner however you do it Um, that would be cool or if you pop the drone up and you let it just hover so that you could see the whole course um, and you're shooting straight down and you could see the whole course as you're racing that would be cool too but yeah, I, I think that would be definitely a really fun thing. I really like the idea of the eighth scale uh, buggies converted into a rally car. Uh, I just, you know, I like the idea of the Swiss Army knife of, of RC stuff. Uh, I like that. So, and I like how much power those have. Um, I know that the Lexan bodies just won't hold up to that kind of power. Uh, the full body, you know, the over the tire body anyway. I know probably won't hold up to that, but yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. So I'm wondering where Rally's going right now. Like, is it growing? Because I haven't seen anybody. Well, I, I take that back. There's a, com- uh, a track up here called Creekside that they do some Rally Cross stuff. Um, but I haven't seen it grow a whole lot, and it'd be interesting to see how that market grows. Um, it's tough because all this Rally stuff came out recently in the last week or two maybe a little bit the associated one was out earlier than that but the the hard thing is is that they are coming into a winter season which those cars probably aren't gonna fare too well and like wet grass and maybe in the mud but I know I've driven other short course cars and when they get muddy they get really heavy because all the mud collects on the underside of the body and then they really suck like they just get so heavy and the motors overheat and batteries go dead fast all that kind of stuff so it'd be interesting to see how that worked out um but yeah i think that would be a lot of fun and i think it'd be a lot of fun to play with it but you know is it going to be the next uh the next drag racing setup i have no idea because i kind of feel like the the rc drags are dragging on a long, a little bit longer than what they probably sh- I shouldn't say should have but I, th- I think I think it's cool I've never done it I have one that I built as a kit and I still haven't ran it um, I should probably do that so but you know I, I also know that it's kind of a dying breed right now we'll see what it's like out here locally because I know in the winter time they go out and they race local so um, I'm interested to see what this is who else out there is getting a, getting a rally car? And what are you going to do with it? Are you going to bash it? Are you going to scale it? That's one of the things I like about like the Associated and the Tamayo ones is that they can look super scale. And if you can get a course set up just right, man, that would look awesome. And I think I might be able to do it in my backyard. I really do. I think I might be able to set up a really cool stage area and even go up on my deck because they don't roll over very easily so I might be able to go up on my deck and and run it from there but we'll see alright amigos caution narrows 
over hump. I'm out. happens when you eat aluminum foil? Speaking of sheet metal, head over to scalemetalsupplies.com to find all sorts of bend and braze projects for your tiny truck. From the new fast dash, hot seats, shock boxes, scale metal supplies has you covered. When you check out, use code TACOBOUTRC to get a 15% discount at checkout. Don't forget, scalemetalsupplies.com. Go check them out. They got all kinds of cool stuff there for your tiny truck building needs. All right. So I wanted to try to talk about maybe start a new segment. I don't know what I would call it, but it'd be like, what are you driving? Right. And I think of the guy from Fast and Furious, what are we driving? then it goes into the music but you know what I'm talking about anyways uh, I, I think I'm gonna commit over the next couple of weeks to finish a bunch of cars um, and then from there on just drive over the fall like over the fall and maybe start maybe do one long-term build project again uh, after that but uh, like I gotta finish Tony's truck and I gotta finish the SCX6 and then I've got a couple other crawlers that I want to finish but then what I want to do is I just want to get back to the basics of going out and crawling or driving you know driving a new race car whatever it is I get to do um, and I want to talk about it so this week what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the associated DK10 uh, so that was sent out to us super grateful for that to be sent out to us to get some video and to try some stuff out uh, that thing is actually a lot of fun so <clears throat> it's I wouldn't say okay so one of the I guess one of the things that people talk about is how it's a little more expensive than some other two-wheel drive stadium trucks out there because um, essentially that's what it is it's a two-wheel drive stadium um, but I would argue that yes it is a little bit more, but you get a lot more potential out of the car right off the bat. So the vehicle itself, as all uh, associated stuff is at that tier, is uh, you know on point. Everything's nice. It's got adjustable turnbuckles. It's not. It's not the kind of thing where you just get the solid turnbuckles and you're kind of stuck to that. You know how your settings. <coughs> still got a cop um but it's it's got the two or three s esc it's really quick the body is really nice uh the body grew on me uh when it first came out i was like i like what you did there i like the idea but i wasn't a fan of the color schemes now after i get some video done with this i think i'm going to either get if the, if it's offered i don't know if they if it's available or not I would assume it would be but I want to get a clear body and paint it black and do some gloss and satin black stuff and make it into like the extreme E like the car you know uh, rally buggies um, and so the extreme E ones are all electric and they're they're like the Dakar rally type cars 
and they are the reason why I want to go black is because I want to do a monster one I think that would be really cool so stay tuned for that down the road uh, that might be one of those you know short term kind of quick turn vehicle looks I don't know I I think it would be cool I'm surprised how well it handles um, apparently it has AVC on it I played around with the of course I probably should read the manual but I was like nope um, but I played around with a throttle trim and it didn't seem to make a huge difference in the element that I was running it in so I don't know how that you know, how you can dial that up or dial it down maybe you can't dial it up and dial it down it just goes slower um, but it, se it seems really easy to handle uh, it is very without putting any suspension tuning into it you know a balance I, I guess at that level you would just be balancing the suspension for jumps and whatnot it does kind of jump nose light um, I haven't really had it uh, you know nose down a whole lot which is nice um, it's a totally different driving style than all my other stuff uh, and it's it's come down on the rear end pretty hard uh, I have a video that I posted on Instagram where it was a nice level moonshot kind of a thing but we had it a couple of times where it went straight up and came right back down on the back carriage um, I haven't looked I haven't really paid attention to see what the wheelbase is it is the short wheelbase version um, I don't know what other bodies would fit on it but I could definitely see kind of playing up the rally playing with that I think honestly what I'm probably going to end up doing with it is upgrading the power system in it to the Reedy system uh, brushless with a censored system because what I want to do with it I think is convert it into a clay car and uh, we have a clay track a ways away from us but I think it'd be fun to take that so essentially what that is what the DK10 is it's the RB10 ready to run which is the racing buggy and I think it was so well I know you have to change like some uh, shock mounts and obviously wheels and tires and blah 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 all that kind of stuff but it already comes with the metal uh, gear diff all that kind of stuff so I think it would be a really fun platform to kind of be like hey I can race would I be competitive with it I don't think so I think it would just be turning laps with it um, who knows maybe I could make it pretty competitive there's a lot of factory team parts that you can throw at that uh, setup so we'll see I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with it eventually and uh, see how fast I can get it I think it'll be a lot of fun uh, and I don't have a buggy maybe I'll make it into a turf buggy too and run 21.5 uh, and see how competitive I can be with a 21.5 RB10 um, it'd be kind of neat to see if I was competitive at all with it which I probably doubt it but um, but yeah so I'm, I'm pumped for that uh, th that's been a really fun truck or rig r car whatever it is that's been a really fun one to run um, it's you know really predictable it jumps well it's kind of the way it sits it's I would say it's almost I don't know if I would say basher-esque but I would say you could get away with bashing it um, you know it's you know obviously if you're gonna do huge moon shots onto concrete or whatever you're probably gonna break something uh, probably gonna break an a-arm 
I don't know what else would really break on this truck. It's very stout. I don't think the drivetrain would have any issues, um, even at 3S. I haven't driven it yet on 3S, and so that's what I'm excited to try. Maybe I'll do it this weekend, but I know that system from, I don't remember what else I had that system in. Uh, I'm trying to remember, but it, that system is a rocket on 3 Oh yeah, the Pro 4. Uh, that system's a rocket on 3S. So on two-wheel drive, I can imagine it would just go really, really fast. On a side note, I do have a secondary body for my 10, or my uh, RC, my T62. And I've been wanting to, I've been thinking of, from day one, I wanted to paint my body to look like a tortilla. And I think I finally came up with my idea. I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the early 90s uh, 10T uh, paint scheme where it had the cow up front. I forgot the name of the driver, but it had the cow spots up front and it went to red to blue. Um, and it was kind of like red, white, and blue kind of style, but it was cow print on the white part. So on the front, I'm gonna do, instead of cow print, mine's gonna look like tortillas. So it's gonna be a, tor a tortilla up front and then go to red and blue. I think that'll be a really cool kind of homage to the vintage stuff, but still be very cool. And I can't believe I just called the 90s vintage. I feel old. But definitely, I think it'll be pretty neat. Um, I'm excited for that one. I'm excited to run more this winter. I haven't had a chance to really run a lot at all. So running in this winter, I think will be a lot of fun. All right, amigos, keep that trigger pinned. Until next time. Are you looking to souse up your UDR? Head over to AmalgamRC.com. He has some really awesome stuff for you, your, your UDR out there. He's got some windows, side panels. He's got the A-Souse. He's got a roof rack for your, your LED lights on your UDR. You want to step up your UDR game and shred with the best, go check out their website. They got really, I mean, the, the craftsmanship that Emerson has at Amalgam is second to none. Super, super awesome. Very good attention to detail. Um, I've got some of his side panels for the UDR, and I've got some of the side windows for it. And oh my gosh, that stuff. Uh, it, it elevates it to your scale realism. It looks really good. He's got that ASOS. That stuff is rad. Uh, you know, my son is a nut for cleaning tires and just to keep your car looking sharp. Uh, the kit comes with a towel, a brush, and the spray. Definitely worth it. Go check them out, amalgamrc.com. Tell them Pablo sent you. It's bottom of the seventh. Bases are loaded. And game is tied. This is a little league game. We only play six, but we're in extras. And if we lose, we're not eliminated, but we have to go play one more game and win to get back into the championship. As a dad and as a coach, he turns to the bullpen 
And he motions as he's walking out to talk to the pitcher on the mound right now that just walked the bases loaded. So as a coach, you're walking out and you're, you're just trying to give the team another look, right? The, trying to give the batters another look. You're trying to do whatever it takes just to get an out. You got no outs. What you're hoping for is you're hoping for a ground ball, roll a double play, and you're hoping to either roll a double play or get the out at home just to get just to start the outs, right? Best case scenario, bring your infield in, you hit a ground ball, get the out at home, and then you roll another ground ball and you get a double play. So this is a, as a coach, this is what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, I'm going to roll the dice. But then you realize the kid that's in the bullpen is your son. And you're putting him, you're basically hanging him out to dry on this. But you've worked with him for a long time to get there. And this is where this comes in. It says, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. That's half of this. The second half we'll talk at the end. So, over the years, as a coach, um, I've coached different sports. I've officiated different sports. And, you know, as a dad... So there's a difference between being a coach and a different being a difference between being a coach dad. So when you're, I have a hard time. My son, he's an athlete. He's he's becoming an athlete, right? He's young, but I can see it in him. I've coached long enough where I can see <clears throat> that he's got talents that he can convert into being an athlete. Um, and, and that's not me talking like that's my boy. It's just actually talking. I'm very pragmatic when it comes to athletics. So, <clears throat> but I know over the time of me coaching, I've treated a lot of these boys like sons. Um, and I've coached some women too. So t- treating them like daughters where it's like, I care so much about these kids, but it starts with like the discipline. And sometimes they don't like me. And sometimes they don't want to do one more. You know, that used to be my motto when we got into upper division stuff. It was like, do one more. Let's go. The guy on the other side of the ball, guess what? They did one more. They did one more at bat. They did one more push-up. They did one more bench press. You know, I would always ask my team to do one more. And, you know, I... I that doesn't always, and, and it's sometimes, you know, if they're, do, say we're drilling down something and um, they're not doing it right, but you just keep on grinding, keep on grinding, you're, you're seeking that perfection, right? Well, I see that a lot with just raising children, right? Now, I coached before, I coached a lot before I had kids, and now I'm being tested with my own children. And I've seen now how that works for how to get how to coach out of how to coach that um, greatness out of people, but sometimes you have to push to the edge, right? And I've done that while I'm coaching. I've done that in business. Um, <clears throat> I've done that to myself in business, um, in my own craft, all that kind of stuff. So, but you know, it, it's a fine line. It's a fine line of grinding someone down to the point where they're angry with you, 
or to the point where they just have their discomfort, they're uncomfortable, right? There's a level of discomfort. And I think that's the hard line that we have to find. And sometimes we cross that line and sometimes we come back. But the communication is what's paradigm in that moment, right? That what the communication of being, hey, I'm sorry, I pushed too far. Let's put, let's reel it back. Let's relax. Let's regroup. Let's take a break. Blah blah blah. All that kind of stuff, right? And I see that when it comes raising children, where sometimes I feel like I get them angry, you know. And and it's funny because I I try to paint that picture. I'm like, well, don't get mad at me. I'm the one that asked ten times nicely. And if I asked ten times nicely and you didn't do it, then you know, I may not maybe not ten times, but you get the point. But if I didn't have to ask so much nicely, then I wouldn't get upset, right? And so, or, you know, I, I flip it a lot. And when they say, well, can I do this? And I say, well, yes, you can do that after you do this, right? Yes, you can play Xbox after you clean your room. Yes, you can play on the iPad after you brush your teeth, right? In the morning, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but there's also a certain level of trust, right? You, you have a certain level of trust that the kid, the athlete, the coworker puts into you and a certain level of trust that you put into them. Now, this dad was the uh, Pacific Northwest region. He was in the semifinals, um, the, both sides of the semifinal bracket were undefeated. So if he lost, he knew he lived to play one more day, right? Because they were both undefeated. So they played the loser of the, of the other side of the bracket, whoever it was. And so he knew he had another day to play, but he had the trust in his son. All those hours of grinding him down, all those hours of extra pitching practice, all those hours, he, he knew. He, now, he didn't just know that this kid was talented enough to, to get the job done. He, had enough, he knew that he raised this kid to... understand how to work with failure, right? Because in that situation, even if a kid throws a ground ball and they score one run, he's still going to be upset with himself because he's a kid. He doesn't understand the frame of success in that situation. And he's still going to be upset with himself, but he's going to deal with it and he's going to move on to the next pitch, right? But this kid didn't do that. This kid went up first at bat or his first batter he faced, bases loaded, no outs. Boom, bang, 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 strikeout. Struck out the first kid, three straight pitches, right? Three straight pitches, struck out the kid, now he's got one out. So now, the thing, the, it's in his favor, right? He can rely on the other eight players, or the other seven players behind him, to make a play and to get defense. All he has to do is throw a ground ball. Right, you achieve this by throwing on the outside of the plate, down. You achieve this by throwing inside, down, or up and in hard. And what happens is the batter will roll over on the ball, and you get a ground ball. Right, you get that ground ball. That's a nice tight ground ball. You throw a double play, you're out of the inning. It's, a, it's still a steep. It's a steep. You know, it's it's a tall ask. So the next next pitch, the kid pitches ball one. Pitches again, ball two. Pitches again, foul ball. So now he's two and one. Pitches again, strike two. 
So now he's got two strikes on him, and he's starting to get amped up, right? Pitches one more time. Strike three. Boom. Right? Two outs. Fans are coming unglued. Mind you, this kid is 12 years old, playing in front of a crowd of a few thousand probably. And now he's jacked, right? But he's still nervous because game's still on the line, and he's got three outs or he's got two outs on him. So he goes back up and he fires ball one, right? And in baseball, we always say, what's your best pitch? And at that moment, the pitcher's supposed to say, my next pitch. And so he comes up, fires, I don't remember where I was on the, in the count, strike, boom. Fires again, strike, boom. Fires again, Boom. Sits down the side, right? Struck out the side that he faced. One, two, three. Everyone's unglued. And this is where it gets hard. He runs over to his dad. And you can hear me choke up on this because it was a beautiful moment. So he runs to his dad and they embrace. You can see the tears welling in the dad's eyes. Now, this kid's only 12, right? So, you got to think. This dad's probably been throwing with his kid for, for seven years, right? Probably only four years seriously. But for all those, for those, just those short amount of time, it came to this. He knew he could trust his kid. The kid knew he could trust his dad. And everything was perfect. Now, you know, that's a big, tall ask. That's a tall ask across the board. <clears throat> Father, son, teammate, Workmate, husband, wife, significant other, having that kind of faith in each other, that trust, um, that understanding to know that they'll be there for you and likewise is probably one of the best things that you can do in sports and in life. So, but that, that came with a lot of grit, right? That came with a lot of push. That came with a lot of earning. And, uh, you know, it wasn't given to either side.
and they had common goals. Fathers, don't provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. 